If you wanted aliens, well, you're going to fucking get it. Tonight, we're going to go into the New Hampshire mountains to the first ever recorded alien abduction. We're talking about Betty and Barney Hill. This is the Stone Zone. Well, Adam, got a lot of feedback, got a lot of nice, you know, downloads from our last episode of the Smoke Session. Uh, was looking at our numbers. And Salem, Ohio, well, let's say this, came in fourth with the all-over downloads of eight downloads. So, shout-out to those in the Salem, Ohio, where we're at. Hell yeah. Rock on, guys. Uh, what are we thinking for uh, this show? Adam? I want to say first to the person that unfollowed us recently, um, I would like an explanation, good sir, or good ma'am, or whoever, or however you identify. I want an answer. But, as in the intro, we are we're getting down with Betty and Barney Hill, the first alien abduction. That's ever been recorded. I'm excited to do this one. I I, I really like it. It's a uh, it's I I believe the story. I can't wait to hear it. I've heard it on a few other places, but something something about you know hearing it face to face with someone. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, we are bringing back Would You Rather and The Draft. Uh, maybe towards the end we'll do a little Fuck, Mary Kill. But our draft tonight is going to be Worst Ways to Die or Be Killed. Oh, yeah. Drafting four, right? Four or five. Four of the worst ways to die. And the would you rather would you rather be an X-wing pilot in the Rebellion or a Tie Fighter pilot in the Stormtroopers of the Empire? And the fuck Mary kill. We're gonna keep a little secret of those lists. Uh, going into what happened this week. Still looking for an apartment. Uh, it's it's been a long and hard road. I got I got kicked in the nads. I'll say that. Uh, but just gotta just gotta keep moving on. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was denied. I was denied an apartment for trivial reasons, and you know it happens. When you get knocked down, you get gotta get back up. I mean, she did say it in the post, no smoking. Like, the one you sent me said no smoking. I don't know how trivial it is when, you know, you're the one who told her you you smoked. I mean, I would have kept that shit to myself. It's like, you don't fucking need to know that. You're just telling me I'm not allowed to smoke. 
I've been to a lot of places where they've had that, and they were like, listen, smoking outside is fine, as long as you don't do it inside. I was telling her I was going to smoke outside. She wasn't having it. It's because people lie. We're habitual liars. Animal Animals that are habitual liars. I mean, she can't... When she says no smoking in the house, she can't admit that you're not going to smoke in the house, so... If you didn't tell her, she wouldn't have known. Yeah, but... Oh, well. Uh, what else happened during the week for us, man? We are recording today on Thursday because we have a three-day weekend. It's a good one for Easter. By the way, happy Easter, everyone. Um, hopefully the Easter Bunny comes and gives all your kids wonderful presents and we'll see who loves their kids more post your post your Easter basket pictures on our Twitter page StoneZone420 at StoneGuilty420 would love to see what your kiddos got or what you got yourself Seen some, uh, I've seen some Easter baskets where a dude literally just went out and bought himself some Hooters gift cards, and he's like, "Oh man, have a great Valentine! I'm gonna have a great uh, Easter." It's like pretty creepy, bro. Pretty fucking strange. Why did Ted get all the My Little Pony shit? Oh fucking brony. But yeah, post those Easter pics. Happy Easter, everybody. For everybody here at Stone Zone. You know, Easter, Estrella, the goddess of uh, spring. But anyway, so Adam was telling me one time during the week about a beer train that was derailed. Oh, yeah. It was a beer train calling, what, Coors Light, uh, Michelob Ultra. No, it was, it had Coors Light and Blue Moon beer products. Now, this is what I was telling Kevin. I was like, listen, this happened in Montana, okay, which is owned by three or four ranchers. Um... So they all got together and they're like, hey, listen, this beer train's coming through. All right, let's give these boys a little taste of the Old West, okay? Y'all want to go do a train robbery? You derail the train. You send about five or six of your best cowboys that you got fucking hauling ass down there. And you forget to tell them that they're all going to meet at the same time. That would make for a great Yellowstone fucking episode. You know what I mean? Kevin. Kevin Costner. Mr. Costner. Loved you in uh, draft day. Call me. We'll talk ideas about the show. But yeah, no. All all three cow all three sets all three camps of cowboys converged on this train. And they're all sitting there with their guns and they're like, Listen, we're all here to do the same thing. You go that way, I go this way. You get what you want, we all get the fuck out of here. Okay, we're all just here for some beer. All right, we're all here because we were told to come up here for some beer. Okay, 
Let's just all be cool about it. Kevin, what do you think about the train derailment? Tell me, how, tell, you know what? Go to our Twitter and tell me what you think about it, guys. You know what I think about this is... Yeah. Yeah, it was robbed. It was robbed? Pure robbery. <laughs> what I would do. There's no way that all these trains are just derailing and then all of a sudden, <laughs> the beer train <laughs> is derailed too. Surprised, are we? No, I'm saying they blew the fucking tracks up so the damn thing could just fly right off of it. Okay, this was a total de- train derailment robbery. Alright, there ain't nothing about it. I'll stake my bottom dollar on that. That there was a there, but hey, I am glad to see that everybody was okay from it. Nobody got hurt, um, except for the beer companies shipping their shit out. Like, whoa, eh, damn it! There goes a little hit. But train derailments. What else happened this fucking week? I really ain't got nothing else, Kevin. You want to talk about uh, the top... uh, Did we already hit the top people? Hmm. On RSS? Oh, yeah, it was after the show. We're going to hit them up after the show? Yeah, free plugs. Shout out to... uh, Tipsy Farmer. Tipsy Farmer. Again. Wonderful... Wonderful winery. Let me read one. You know, Kevin wants to read it off this time. So this is what I'd get at Tipsy Farmer if I went there. Alright. I'm going to go with... I'm going to have myself a cider. cider Start off with a nice $5. You know. What cider are you going with, Kevin? What kind of cider do they have? Cider? Oh! That's all their ciders? Yeah. Growlers. Uh, there's a corn crib. Light. Oh. Pucker brush. Dad's double. I think those are all... Ciders. That's what I'm looking for. They do have a daily slider or a cider mix up. Like when me and Brittany went there, they had a uh, oh, it was like a sangria cider or something like that. It was it was pretty damn good. Like they did a slushy. They have got slushies by the way too. Five dollars for twelve ounce. Sangrias are five bucks for eight ounces, and thirty dollars for a growler with a twenty five dollar refill. The ciders are five for twelve. I mean, they got some good beer. They got great beer, actually. Dad's Double IPA is probably my favorite right now. And I think I brought home in that bad dog is a... I think I did bring home the Dad's... I think that was a Dad's Apple. Or Dad's... uh, Sorry, Dad's Double IPA. But great, great place to go. Oh, yeah. Nice, small. 
Wonderful little place. I we love that place. They do sip and paint there too. Wednesdays every once. Uh, I think it's the first Wednesdays every month. So, yeah, just get out there. You know, tell them the guy from the podcast sent you out there. Um, but yeah, if you're ever in the Columbia County area, please, like I said, look them up. It's a great place to go if you're looking for a great date night. Or Let's, we're gonna have to play hooky, and we're gonna have to play hooky one night on Wednesday. And you, me, and your wife go for sipping paints at the Tipsy Farmer. You gotta sign up for those. Let's sign up. And they're during the day. That's why we're playing hooky, you and me. That's why we're playing hooky, you and me. Because it's during the day, big guy. That's when we work. I thought you meant like... Like on Wednesday night, we would have to play hooky because we'd have to work on Thursday. (coughs) I don't know, but like I said, you guys there, check them out. Uh, They are just right off of... I want to say that's Route 837 or County Road 837. So, yeah, just, you know, check them out. All right. Kevin, are we getting into the game now? One of the games. Which one you want to get into? Are we getting into uh, Would You Rather? Are we getting into the draft first? What do you want, big dog? Well... We're probably going to get into the would you rather, uh, and then the draft. Or, you know what, no, we'll swap it out. We're going to do draft, and then would you rather. Only just because, you know, Star Wars, alien-based movie. We can Talking about aliens, we're going to roll with this shit. We can do would you rather first, then, and pretty much just co co We don't have to back them up. We can do Would You Rather first. Let's do that. Or we can do the Would You Rather first. And I wants like to do the Would You Rather, so we're going to do the Would You Rather first. Uh, Adam, what are you drinking on right now? Oh, a little note. By the way, this weed that we're smoking is not lemon haze. I made that mistake last week. Uh, the very nice and beautiful young woman that... We, we did that. The one we haven't released. This isn't lemon haze. This is known as white truffle. Your girlfriend's gonna turn you into a white truffle. Man, the very nice young lady that I get my weight off of uh, brought it up to me the other day, and she was like, "No, you're." You're smoking white truffle, not lemon haze, stupid. You know who you are. I know who you are. Nobody else does, but I do. Hi. So, Kevin had to make good. So, we're going to get into the would you rather, Kevin. Would you... What was it? It was would you rather... Would you rather be a Rebellion X-Wing pilot in the Star Wars movie, or would you rather be a Stormtrooper TIE fighter? 
pilot? No, it was you get to ride uh, with any of the pilots from. No, the one before was you could be a co-pilot with any of the pilots on yeah, Top let's do Gun, that one. or be no, an X-wing. But I wanted to switch it because you're a Tie Fighter and the Stormtroopers. I mean, you die a lot. <laughs> Nobody wants that. But, okay, so we'll switch it around. We'll go back to the original. Uh, would you rather be an X-Wing pilot in the Rebellion in Star Wars or in Top Gun be a co-pilot with any of the pilots? Like, I'm talking Maverick, Iceman, Goose, Adam. I have questions about both, actually. Do I get the same amount of pussy if I'm either one? Like, I get the same amount if I'm an ex-fighter in the uh, Rebellion or I'm a co-pilot. You know what I mean? Do I get both? My, is it the same amount for both, or how does it vary? One or the other. I'm saying about like, like how much like does the is the pussy amount the same for both? Well, right now, you are. Talking about one that is in an alien race plus the human race, and every race, and no, without known existence, or in the other world where it's just the human race. So, I mean, if you go around and, and anywhere saying, hey, I'm a Navy pilot. Don't think you're going to get a lot of pussy. Now, I mean... The drawback is in Star Wars, you uh, go around saying, hey, you're a rebellion pilot. You die. <laughs> By the way, good job, Air Force. Flint the Navy steal top gun from you. Fucking clowns. So the pussy's the same. Am I, or am I, or is the starfighter the more pussy? I'm not turning down tentacles. I'm cool with it. If I'm in the alien race now, if I'm in the alien race, listen. If I'm Whoa. in Star Wars, I'm cool with it. You heard him. He loves. You heard him. He loves tentacles. Loves them. Loves them slopping all over his face. Those such good. Listen, I'm talking about like the girl that was walking out on uh, Return of the Jedi of that bar. I think it's, I think they were tentacles. I don't know what the fuck they were, but I'm cool with that shit. Now listen, this is like I said, I I'm just in I'm, I'm in Star Wars. Okay? I know what you're talking about. I know the woman. I'm not turning down any other races like or anything. If it's a female that's damn good looking to me, I'm walking up to her. I'm like, what's up, baby? I'm a Navy pilot. Or better yet, I'm an army pilot. Fuck you, Navy. Army's got a better top gun. I think the only top gun movies is still the Navy pilot. So No, it's a class. It's actually a class. I believe it's a class. 
Anyway. Yeah, I know the race that you're talking about on Star Wars. That's a uh, a Tanisoka. That's her race. Or kind of like a variant of her race. Yes. But yeah. Uh, I would definitely be an X-Wing pilot. Only just because... My weapons are more deadlier than yours. I'm sorry. I have lasers, photon torpedoes, now and our, pocket now nuke missiles, our, I believe. No, not the pocket nuke missiles. But still, lasers and photon missiles. Now, are you saying, now are you saying that we have to choose one or the other and they're going to fight each other? Would you rather? I was gonna say it's like or that one. We're in the rebellion. We're fighting against Darth Vader in the Galactic Empire. You're fighting against the Empire. Okay, so I mean, we're not fighting a Tie Fighter versus a not a Tie Fighter, but an X-wing fighter versus a M16 fighter jet. No, in comparison, that's just not gonna work. I'm talking about in comparison. If you were to compare a fighter jet now to an X-Wing, X-Wing still wins. Now, here's the thing. Now, now let's play devil's advocate because you're right. Don't get, you know, you're, you're up there. You're in the big battle. I mean, everyone and their mother knows this battle. You know, Porkins. Porkins bit, bit, bit the dust. And yes, that was a Porky the Pig reference right there. I had to cut that one out as a soundbite too. But, you know, everybody knows this battle. But let's play devil's advocate. Who you riding with? Who you gonna ride or die on that fucking fighter jet? Yeah, I'll let you go first. Who, who do you want to ride or die with? Iceman. Ooh, you're going. Val Kilmer. You're going villain. You're going villain. Okay. Alright. You're going villain. Alright. Well, you know, I. <sighs> okay. You know what? I'm going to ride with Maverick. Everybody wants to ride with fucking Maverick. Oh, I want to be the dude. Do. I want to be Goose because so I think I actually they worked the other guns on that pi- on that fighter jet too. Like they didn't ride by themselves. Like they had like a co-pilot, and I'm pretty sure Goose was his co-pilot because he took a picture. Oh, like Goose took a picture as Mavericks flipped upside down. Hmm. But at the same time, it's like. You know, I, I I had to rewatch Top Gun, but you know, I'm riding with Maverick. I'm riding with the captain of the sky. But you know, my answer will be I I wanna be, you know, the X Fighter on on the Return of the Jedi. This is going down, bitch. It's going down. Mm. At the end of that battle, cause we get wait, hold on. Now we get to live, right? Yeah. Yeah, we get to live. I'm agreeing with Adam. This will be the first Would You Rather or any game we've been in that we've agreed on fully. So, yeah. I'm being an X-Wing fighter. And not only that, we're in Rogue One. 
on the battle on the beach no. shores. No. Whooping ass. We're Rogue One. In Rogue One? Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh, dude. So, Rogue One. All right. Are you customizing your your X-Fighter? What you got on that bad dog? Got photon lasers, or do you got them... Uh, <laughs> get them bombs. Some I got. I have photon. The, photon is from Star Trek. I have the photon lasers and the bombs, the energy bomb, the energy bombs. Yeah, I just have the lasers and my shields. As long as I have a fast fucking moving ship. I'm open ass no matter what. I'll do dancing circles around these bitches. Like I did in Rogue Squadron. Oh yes. I'm a pilot. I have piloted an X-Wing before. It's fucking great. But yeah, we're both very big Star Wars fans. Watched uh, The Empire Strikes Back, I believe, was the first one. No. Uh, Whichever one came out, like, Mom had us watch it in succession. Was uh, Luke Skywalker and Leia. Actually, it was Aunt Kelly. Mom oh, was a big Star Trek fan. Yeah. Mom was a Trekkie. Mm-hmm. You gotta say it. You know, actually, I think that was Aunt Kelly. Because mom was a big uh, Trek head. Oh. She, she, she was into Star Trek. I love my mother. I never disrespect my mother, but her choice. Mama loved the Kirk? Mom liked Kirk. Well, of course. Everyone loves Kirk. Fuck I mean, that dude. Not gonna lie. Huh. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. See now, I like them both. Only for the same fact that Jedi's are sad space wizards who don't get sex. You just described Harry Potter, by the way. Except not space wizards. They're regular wizards. That kid was in a goddamn private school. Do you not think there was boning going on? Oh, I guarantee you he tapped that lady's ass. At least once. Well, I was talking about how they are here on Earth. Mm. The other ones are up in the fucking solar systems. Star Trek and Star Wars are both in the solar system. So what the fuck are you talking about? The only reason I'm talking about is the fact that Captain Kirk got pussy. Like, I'm talking this dude hit a lot of bonage. What the fuck are you talking about, man? He was a ladies' man. And the Jedi's are a code of celibacy like fucking space monks. I'm s- <laughs> like space monks. Kevin. The only thing that makes them cool is the fact that they No, I'm sorry. Kevin, the only thing I am the only thing I was saying is that Harry Potter is the same thing as fucking Star Wars. This had nothing to do with Star Trek. Only fact that JK Rowling's made a trashier Star Wars. 
so I'll just say what we were wanting to say. And Star Wars with sucky lightsabers. It's real sucky lightsabers. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Harry Potter? Oh, both of them. Star Wars no, and Harry no, Potter. No, no, you shut your... No. You shut your filthy whore mouth. I'm sorry. Star Wars is not... You know, you said Star Wars. No, I said Harry Potter. Okay. So you said... Star uh, I know. Wars with shitty lightsabers. And Star Wars with sticks. If you were to fucking listen to me. Except this is the uh, Padawan trainings. Oh, those, oh, those poor Padawans. Oh. Anytime you want to live your favorite Star Wars uh, fantasy in VR, just turn on Star Wars the... Uh, Rise of the Sith. Or the Revenge of the Sith. When Anakin Skywalker walks into the fucking Padawan training center and slaughters them all. Yeah, well, listen, as much as I'd like to continue on with this, we both do agree, but we do need to get to the draft. So, we'll start the draft off. Horrible ways to die. And Kevin? Horrible ways to die or be killed by. And I think I'm going to start this off with uh, hypothermia. Really don't want to die freezing to death. I mean, I. I'm pretty sure it'd be more of a peaceful way, but even then, just the feeling of just shaking until everything just stops. That's a that's a good one. Freezing to death is absolutely up there because I absolutely I absolutely hate the cold. <coughs> hate it. Hate it. I am a summer man myself. Can't uh, can't take the cold, but I am gonna go hotter. And I mean, we're talking dying in the desert, feeling your entire body liquefy. It's basically just being melted under the sun. Damn. And the fact that the sand is like glass, heated up. So also the pain factor is keeping you alive so at least in the cold you can fall asleep and die here out in the desert you can only go mad and then just die that is probably a very horrible way to fucking die uh I think Adam has another one so I've got boiling to death. I'm talking about being... That's different. Boiling and being put under the sun is burning. Well, dying out in the desert is burning. burning. Alright, so I have burning in the desert. I'm going to take it to the jungle. Being hung by the vines. Or you know what? No, I'm sorry. Take backsies. Fucking, uh... Final Destination logs to the face. Right. As you're driving. 
you have probably tapped into every 90s, 2000s, and no, not 2000s, because that was, well, well, 2000s, I don't know what kid it was. Every fear, a final destination. When the logs just come undone and just impale them. It's fucking great. Uh, I think my draft choice. See, I've got freezing to death. Adam is being hung by vines. Or no, being uh, impaled by wooden. Final burn. destination style. Final destination style. And burning alive and burning in this burning in the desert. Mm. I think I'm gonna have to kick it up a notch with the violence and uh Yeah. Being uh, dismembered. And feeling every bit of it too. Every fucking bit of it and it's not just like your hands and then your arm your entire arm and then your neck from your head and then your legs no I'm talking your hands your fucking uh, forearm to elbow elbow to fucking uh, bicep shoulder to fucking chest plate in the middle and then you're dead <laughs> it's absolutely terrifying Yes, that is that's that's a blow right there, sir. It's a blow. So you have dismemberment and did you pick a second one or no? Okay, but yeah, no, absolutely terrifying. I I could not uh, I couldn't imagine you know just laying on the table and letting somebody just cut the shit out of me, and I couldn't do a damn thing about it. Very violent. Very gruesome. Uh, do I pick it? Yeah, you pick it. So, For your third let's pick. see. My third pick. I think I'm going to go with... Uh, yeah, being cooked alive. Like, the desert... On fucking steroids. So you're... <laughs> so you're being incinerated. <coughs> you're being cremated. Not to the part of ash. No, 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 no. It's being cooked. So, yeah. It's a giant oven. Yeah. That's what cremation is. Yeah. It's you're being cremated. Only, I'm not being turned to ash. So you're letting them burn you until you're just a, a a person jerky? Okay, so listen, I could have been led to this. Alright. <coughs> I could have been led and then locked in and then turned into food. Alright. Not that I was wanting to be cooked alive. No one wants that. You're turning into ash, okay? It's just happening. Just let it happen, dude. No, do a cannibal. I'm turning into shit. Because he's gonna eat me. 
All right, then. Well, just absolutely wonderful what you got there, Kevin. So what do you have, Kevin? You have being cooked, freezing, cremated. Not cremated, cooked. You're going to be cooked. (laughs) But here's the difference between being cremated, which cremating is turning... Cremating is being turned completely to ash, whereas being cooked is like cooking a steak. Or cooking a pig on a spit. Alright, so you're being cooked like food. Okay. Your third one was... Or your... Yeah, what was your third one again? Being dismembered and feeling it. Dismembered. Mine is... What was the burning in the desert? What was the other one? Oh. Logs. Yeah, Final Destination style. It's your turn. You pick one. I pick one and then... You pick your last one. (sighs) Yeah. Dismemberment, man? No, thank you. No, thank you. You got me on that one? Okay, that was on the list. That was there. Not only dismemberment. I mean, you feel every bit of it. Your hands, your feet... Your femurs, your legs. Yeah, I know. You, you already said that. I understand that, you know, it's... You're feeling every bit of it. That's the horrifying part. I think I'm going to go a little bit... A little bit worse. Dying in a car accident and the firemen are right there. Car accident could be saved. Then you die. It's like... Damn. I like I was telling you the seatbelts around my neck, jackass. Cut the one around my neck cuz that's the only one that's killing me. Damn, that's almost like sadistic. Yeah. Really being messed up like being kidnapped next to a police station. That's horrifying to die in a fiery car crash. And the police are right, or the firemen are right there. Oh, God damn. Yep, I'm burning, you know, burning alive. Not burning alive, sorry. Car crash, whatever it is. You know, the jaws of life are right there to get you and save you. And they snag. And it's like, oh, fuck. That's fucked up. That's fucked up, dude. Like. Damn. To be laying there. Coughing, choking on your own blood. Life. First responders are right there, but. Couldn't do it. Pretty fucked up. Had to go there. I'm going to take the granddaddy of them all. Being suffocated. In any way. Strangulation. I'm taking all of it. You know. Slip, fall, and your fucking neck catches between two rocks. And you're dead. 
you know, tied yourself up too tight to your uh, your sex post in your in your closet, and you're dead. Shout out to my man. Uh, shout out to my boy Chester Bennington. David Carradine. How about from uh, Kill Bill and all the Karate Kids with the uh, Five Finger Death Punch? Uh, you so turned out my draft pick. And to clo- close it out, dog. Oh yeah. End of the draft. One more pick. So I got the first and last, and. You know, the last pick is just as great as the first. My Little Ponies! It's not going to be My Little Ponies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't know where that fucking came from. Uh, but. Came from them Brody, Brody Brothers or whatever the fuck they're called. But, Kevin. Uh. I honestly think being filleted alive, not being dismembered, skinned, you're being skinned alive. People are taking pieces of your flesh away from your body. You're still alive when this shit happens. And it's thin enough to keep you alive, but you feel that pain. And damn. Alright, so let's just go through this because... Kevin's drafts seem to kind of go in order as they always do. Um, if you guys remember back to the one draft where we were hi- we were trying to escape murderers or TV horror people, Kevin literally said, "I'm gonna run and hide. Then I'm gonna stand my ground. Then I'm gonna pull out a gun." And if that doesn't work, I'm gonna plead with their better nature. It's like. Huh. This is how you die. Literally in sequence. You ran. He found you. You stood your ground. <laughs> you know, you found out you couldn't beat the crap out of him. So then you decided to plead to his better nature. And he just kicked your fat ass up and stabbed the shit out of you. But Kevin's literally works like how a restaurant kind of does it or meat market sorry they freeze them they cook them they dismember them and they skin them (laughs) and if we had five i'm pretty sure he'd be like served alive it's like whoever's doing this is absolutely amazing hey man i (laughs) it's that meat market and auction right there you get that steak and cow came from or at least it's lineage well still I'm going to end this with the burning desert final destination with the logs where the chain snaps Mm. car crash and right Mm. there's the paramedics and strangulation any form. I'm talking something that makes your stomach churn the entire time. Moving along. Uh, tonight, 
As I've stated in the intro, we are getting down with Betty and Barney Hill. The first ever recorded alien abduction, and my good brother Kevin here, he has his, uh, he's got his, uh, reservations on the, uh, subject. Kevin, if you wouldn't mind elaborating. I honestly think these fuckers were part of MKUltra. Uh, I don't believe it was an alien abduction story at all. I believe they were hit with LSD coming back. I mean, you could touch your steering wheel and it have LSD on it. And guess what? You're about to trip. I'm going to say this and it's going to be tough because thinking back to what MK Ultra did the first time, maybe. Maybe. But the question is hypnosis would have brought something out that wasn't right you know what I mean like it's not I mean LSD could take some time to work and it may have done that but they were both having the same trip that's not normally I mean especially with their difference in characters now that is all they just want you to believe it's all they want you to believe in man now, the scientists, which you'll hear about, they were also part of the Eisenhower establishment of psychological warfare. These two were studied by the Air Force. So, yeah. Well, Kevin, thank you. Uh, that was enlightening. But like I said, it's not off the realm of possibility yet. For those who don't know, uh, MK Ultra is in our archives. It doesn't have a cool intro like it does this one. Again, faux pas. But uh, go back, download, follow, listen to it. I'm telling you. Uh, J. Blue Book is part of it. NICAP stands for National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomenon. Okay. So there was... NICAP was part of Blue Book. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. But... Which Blue Book was started by the Air Force. I don't remember who started... Blue Book. I know it was a government project. I know about Project Blue Book that it was started by the Air Force during the Eisenhower community to record and monitor aerial phenomena that was going on, especially during Roswell and all that. Their main mission was to discredit, actually. They were sent out to find the uh, find these stories and break them down and turn them into nothing like this doesn't mean anything because they tried to hide Roswell as a as a weather balloon they didn't want this going out but Betty and Barney Hill they were pretty uh, 
pretty 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 fucking good if they're if they are uh, they're conspiracy theorists that are just like playing this up. This is a hoax. This is the greatest hoax in the world because we'll get into it. So Betty and Barney Hill. Betty Hill, or Eunice Elizabeth Barrett, was born July tw- June 28th. Uh, for everybody here, that is uh, me and the good my good brother uh, Kevin's birthday. Oh, yeah, we share a birthday with Betty Hill. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, she was just born uh, 81 years before us, so yeah. She's 81 when we're popping out. But she died October uh, 23rd, 2004. Barney Hill, born (coughs) July 20th, 1922. Died February 25th, 1969. Remember that number, guys. 1969, okay? We're not going to get into their childhood because uh, the story. If uh, some you guys know, you guys, if you guys know what I'm talking about, this the story. Their childhood has nothing to do with it. You know, they were. I think. Well, the things that Betty Hill said that is, she was just happy when the first time she could read, and she was pretty smart as a kid. Uh. I do remember seeing something about uh, that she was pretty much showing long division to the fourth graders, and she was in third grade. She was helping the teacher. There was one teacher in a schoolroom house for six grades, so she was helping out around the school pretty much as a teacher, student teacher, I would imagine. You know, not much is really said about Barney's. But uh, Betty, she's more the outgoing one. At the end of all this, she's the one who goes to all the seminars and everything about the alien community and stuff like that. So she's the face, basically. Like she'll be the one that goes out to all this. Barney, even well after he dies... Doesn't go to any of these things at all. Well, when they had books come out about them, the Interrupted Journey, which I bought on on Audible, and a lot of this is going to come from there. Uh, with Betty going to all the seminars and stuff. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, Barney was dead. Sorry to break the spoiler. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> uh, Kevin, get some shout-outs out here. You wanted to do the... Uh... Well, Barney's dead. <laughs> yeah, Barney died in uh, 1969. This event took place uh, eight years prior. There was a book that came out, actually two books, and Barney Hill was there for those. But I think uh, he died shortly after. Mm. 
But, uh, yeah, 1969. Oh, boy, died. One of our favorite podcasts. I don't know, Kevin, should I say this, uh, the funny joke that goes on in this podcast? Because, I mean, if they were listening to us, they, I'm sure they've listened to them. I mean, if we've listened. three drunk dudes pretty much just talking about true crime and shit, and we're just two stone guys, two stone twins just fucking... Having it out on a on on a one mic system because my mic and uh, tablet and computer fucking suck, so we can't use both our mics. But god damn it, went off track again. What the fuck are we talking about? Oh yeah, Barney being there. No, he was dead. Okay, so oh and by the way, uh, you know you can make the joke. I mean, we all know that Benny Hill was a known crackhead. God damn it, man. All right. I mean, yeah. Just, just like, real quick. Throw it back real quick. God. God damn it. No. Well, there goes all of our ratings. We'll listen with you guys over there. Bye. But, yeah, so, and the, de- and the touched wiener dog. Dolzy. I love the pictures of this fucking dog. Like, nobody talks a lot more of this fucking dog that needs to be talked about. So, we're actually going to be probably the first podcast that will bring Delzy's story into play. No. We're talking some Delzy here, too. Yep, Dazzy uh... Dossy or Dazzy or Delzy. 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 Delzy is their uh, Scottish uh, wiener dog. Oh, the Dutchhausen wiener dog. Dutchhausen wiener dog. Oh, shit. I don't even have her in my notes. Kevin kind of threw me with this one here. So. <laughs> you forgot about the wiener dog? <laughs> I forgot about the wiener. He won't forget about the wiener during the fuck Mary kill. Go on a tangent about that one. About uh, the about the wiener dog. No, just the fucking, uh, that I won't, uh, forget about my fucking wiener on the fuck, Mary kill. Well, see, now I know that he loves his fuck, Mary kills, especially when it comes to the dude parts. Just love that fucking dick, don't you? He loved the Batman version. I think that was his favorite. That's when he got the fucking hardest. No fucking weirdo. But tonight's fuck Mary kill list will be something y'all have to wait for. But Adam.
Delzy was a short-haired dash hound. Dash hound. Dash hound wiener. And if you guys go to our Twitter page, she is up there. That is the um, the photo that I had posted on there. Please go there. Check it out. But we will get into Delzy's story tonight. Let's just go through our our good friends Betty and Barney Hill. I can talk over them. Fuck it. I mean, they might hear, but they might not. Might not. Just tilt this guy right here. Okay, I like that better. So we're gonna get into our friends Betty and Barney Hill tonight. Like I said. You know, we're not really going to get in their childhood all that much. Why would you? They both live in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And you know what? We're going to get this out of the way real quick, too. A lot of people. And if you know the story and have heard the story, you know the naysayers of what actually happened. Like, what was one of the reasons why they came up with this story? Some of them believed that this actually came from Barney. And his fear of the tumultuous marriage of being married to a white woman in the 60s, because he was a black man, concocted this story, hallucinated the story in his mind. And it's like, that's just absolutely nonsense. The only time he ever felt pressure was when he was outside of his uh, community. You know, the, like, the only time in this story that he has ever felt pressure about that, they were in a diner in... Uh, Right outside Montreal. I want to say it was Vermont. No, um, no, they had left. They had left because uh, they. This was a day trip they took. Barney worked nights as a postal worker. Okay. So one night after, or one morning after getting off shift, he's like, "You know what? Let's go to Canada." You know what I mean? Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's go to Canada, sweetheart. Why not? Let's go travel around, come back, and have a lot. Oh, yeah. Gotta be excited. Like. Yeah. So, their relationship as, a, as an interracial couple had nothing to do with it. You know, they were both very well respected in their communities. They were fine. You know, like I said, the only time he ever felt like it was... He did. Now, he did frequently. But, I mean, he worked in Boston at night. You know, in the 60s, you know, even... In, segregation wasn't even really accepted in the North either yet. So, there was still parts that were segregated. You know, so, I mean... There is that, but they they said they never really felt it that much to this degree of the story. Now, again, like I said, Barney worked as a night night shift uh, postal worker as a dispatcher, and uh, Betty worked as a uh, child welfare. Uh, a caseworker for New Hampshire. 
you know, Barney worked the nights. She worked on the day. You know, you know, he got home. Like, he had a good drive. Like, I think it was at 80 miles. So he's driving like a good three, two, three hours to get to work. You know, he had some, Betty had the week off and, you know, he asked for an extension until Tuesday. So they went to, he called her up and said, hey, or when he got home, he was like, hey, let's, uh, let's go to Canada. And she was like, cool, let's do it. Plan it out. They didn't have a whole lot of money. They did not have any uh, spending, like, uh, trip money. They had $70. How far were they getting to Canada? Well, their car, but they, they had borrowed a freezer from a friend. A car freezer, so they could, like, stash it with food. Mm. So, yeah. So, they're getting a road trip up to Canada. Right now, on $70, back in, what, the 60s? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, back then, yeah, you could actually, you, you could honestly do that. You could. Gas was pretty cheap. Food was pretty cheap. I mean, literally a large meal you get now was, like, a dollar. What is now, like, what, six for just one person? I mean, Yeah. You could do it. So they're going to Canada. Yeah, they they're going to Canada, but I mean, like I said, they had to borrow a friend's. Uh, they had to borrow a friend's freezer for the car, so they bought food. They stayed in motels and cooked there and stuff if they needed to, or it was just food they wanted to snack on. But uh, they, you know, they went there, they took photos, stuff like that. They stopped at a little cafe, and it was still pretty, uh, pretty not uh, friendly towards them. Mm. Like, I think it was, or no, you know what? I apologize. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. They, I believe it said they had a good time in Niagara Falls. They took camera pictures and stuff like that. A lot of the French, they didn't understand what they were asking and stuff. And then, you know, they found somebody who could speak French and American. I mean, or it might have been English back then. They might have actually spoke proper more than what we speak. Dirty English is what I pretty much call it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they're coming back. It's about uh, 10.30. Okay. They're coming back. They stopped off at this, uh, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to bring, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring in what they said during the tapes, and I'll say that's what they said during the tapes, but they didn't remember it. So, they actually stopped off at a little gas station and bought a six-pack of beer, went to a motel, and kind of hung out there, and then came back. Or well, they stopped before they went up there because it was asked, did you drink at all? And he didn't remember. But during hypnosis, this is what I'm saying. During hypnosis, he remembered. You know, so they were hanging out as they were going up to Canada. They stopped off at a place, got a six pack. 
you know, hung out and just talked, you know, and then they continued on to Canada and came back. Now, a lot of stuff's going to come up that they're going to remember during these sessions that they did not remember. Now, there's two hours missing, and then there's, like, little shit they couldn't remember about the trip. Because it was like something stupid. They, you know, it was like, okay, whatever. We stopped off here. We hung out. Did you drink? Because Barney never really drank. He was a really good dresser, too. He was a snazzy dresser. You know, when he wasn't working for the dispatch, you know, he was a pretty well, well-kept guy. Okay. So... What we have here is a social worker, a children's, a children's social worker, and a postal worker who they both work for the government in some way. I wouldn't. Very, very credible, very credible sources for what happened to them is what I should be saying. Uh, because they seem like very well-run people. They go to Canada just for a day trip, you know. Dude's like, I haven't seen my wife in a while. I want to have some fun. So, you know, I'm going to sacrifice some sleep. See my wife. Hell yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. He... No, he didn't sacrifice any sleep. You know, the morning he got back from work, it was a spon- Like I said, it was a spontaneous trip. So, he got back... And he's like, let's go to Canada. They planned it out. He was upset because, you know, his sons had two boys from a previous marriage. um, Couldn't come on this trip. They were with the mom that week or month. So, you know, it's him him and Betty. coming back from Canada. Alright, they went to Niagara Falls. Great time. Took some pictures. American sightseeing. Came back. Now we're getting back to the story, okay? Because that part was brought up in the tapes, like I just said. So now, they're stopping off at this cafe, or road truck stop, whatever. Get some coffee. You know, Barney's been singing and all all happy. Like he he like they were having a good time on this trip. They get to this uh, little place and Barney's like, you know, we're here. We should make it back to Portsmouth by two thirty in the morning. It's like ten fifteen. And Betty's like, yeah, no, I understand. She, she, she trusted his, his landmark skills. She goaded him because he liked to put the, uh, liked to put the uh, pedal to the metal and uh, go a little bit above the speed limit. In their two door, hard top. Can never remember what the car's actual thing was. 
But, yeah. She was okay with his driving. So, they're driving back. Now, mind you, this is September in New Hampshire. Okay, it's starting to get cold. It's getting real cold. Snow's kind of piling up. So here we go. It's 10.30 p.m. September 19th, 1961. The Hills. They're driving back to Portsmouth. from. So they went through Montreal. Coming back through Canada. And just south of Lancaster, New Hampshire. Betty claimed that she had observed a bright point in the sky. Okay. Now you could see she's seen I believe it was Jupiter okay but when she looked back up she saw another star above Jupiter and she's like well that wasn't there before I know it wasn't there before okay so one of these things one of these things just doesn't belong here So, you know, like I said, seeing Jupiter, there's a big star above it, and it's moving. And they're moving along Route 3 now, okay. It's pretty windy, pretty curvy, you know, it's, uh, it's, I believe it's starting to snow. Okay, up there in New Hampshire. Or he was, because uh, I think it was, he was, no, he was, it was just windy. I apologize. Um, he was just afraid someone was going to come around that turn. And Betty was hollering, you know, hey, look, you know, there's something above Jupiter. So Betty ended up thinking, okay, it's, it's just got to be a shooting star. But then the falling star got brighter and it started moving up. Betty urged Barney, hey, pull the car over, you know. You know, we gotta look at this. This is pretty crazy. You know, the star is getting bigger and it's moving erratically. Betty urged Barney to stop, to get a closer look, so Delcy could also get out and walk. You know, Delcy, she's, and you know, in a little bit, Delcy's gonna start. Delcy's gonna start freaking out. No. Like, you know. Hey. Barney had stopped at a. Hot 
So they're getting back. You know, they're in New Hampshire. They have now that, like I said, they're right here at this park. They've stopped it's right next to Twin Mountain. June twenty eighth and Twins. I like it. I'm just, just it's just the name, guys. Just calm down. Betty asked Barney for the binoculars. So she took the binoculars and Barney took Delcy out and Betty's looking through those binoculars and she's observed an odd-shaped craft flashing its lights, shimmering or uh, blinking, you know, through the sky. And Barney's like, you know, it's just a, it's just a plane. It's just a plane. She had seen these also multicolored lights flashing across the moon. So it was moving. We're also going to get this out of the way too. Her sister couple years back did see a flying saucer oh so the sister sees the flying saucer before Betty did so was her sister's flying saucer the same looking as hers as hers No, it was not. No. They had differing uh, saucer moments. But he thought it might be what she was observing through these binoculars so maybe you know maybe it's a little bit thrown in there I'll give you that a little bit of the sister backlash because that's another one on Betty's side because we'll get into it later what the doctor thinks but uh, a lot of this kind of circles around Betty some of it does but uh, you know I'll give you that for the sister one but uh she, uh, Barney had observed what he reasoned was a commercial airline traveling through but he had first said oh look it's a satellite and she's like I mean a satellite wouldn't be moving up and down or be flashing its lights you know and then he's like it's gotta be a commercial airliner so Kevin, did you want to say something on that? On the commercial airliner? See a ton of them. <laughs> no, did you want to say something about that? What Barney said? Like, it's just a commercial airliner. It's garbage. <laughs> but he thought it was commercial airliner. Well, so we'd already see that they're a commercial airliner. Or it's the or it's the government trying to mess with us. 
So that literally just brought back, especially when he was already in the military for a little bit. Uh, brought back memories, didn't he, Barney? Listen, folks, There's, I don't believe there's any point that I'm going to be able to break this off of MK Ultra. So just a lot of Kevin is going to be MK Ultra, okay? Because here's the truth. This is like the biggest MK Ultra goddamn conspiracy I've heard of. <laughs> oh my, it's commercial airline, guys. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's LSD. <laughs> so Barney had told Bet that it was a commercial airliner. She was saying, "Look at that. It's pretty weird." Because when it came kind of in better view, it was elongated like a cigar. So he had thought that he couldn't see the wings, but it was a cigar shaped. So he's like, yeah, it's a commercial airliner. She's like, okay, it's a commercial airliner. But I thought they had, they were all red or all green. flashing green or red lights. Right. There's not flashing green or red. Yeah, they had one side was green, one side was red. But this one has it on both sides. And it's like, okay. And he's like, well, it's got to be something else. Let's just drop it. Okay. Delsing's like literally freaking out in the back. So they use that as a chance to get out Walker and then Barney use the binoculars. Yeah. That was a cigar. And uh, then the wiener starts freaking out. Yeah. Let's hear about more what happens with Delsey. <coughs> so, you know, Delsey gets out a little bit. And, uh, you know, Barney's looking at the stuff through the binoculars. With the car running right in the middle of the road. Okay, right in the middle of the road. And I'm sorry, this is actually where Delcy's story ends. Right in the middle of the road. Okay, he's looking through the binoculars and he's like, okay, I see it, but I can't really get a good idea of what it is. You know, the car's vibrating. Well, he's kind of moving towards it now. And he can see something. Barney's walking now in the middle of the woods and he can see like this dude like this double layered saucer pancake looking thing and there's like people in there and there's only one dude like there's like 13 people in these windows they all back up except for this one guy who's like looking at him Mm. and before this again he thought it was the government fucking with him he thought it was a plane now he's like uncontrolled be scared running but he can still see the leader's eyes in his head and during the tapes he's freaking out he's like oh shit yeah pretty much like oh they're gonna capture us is what he said he was running back saying they're gonna capture us and Betty didn't know he was laughing but she was hollering at him to come back because he was walking towards this craft. 
And then they were stopped by a roadblock, and then two hours is gone. That's it. Oh. They get back to the car. Betty and Barney are escorted back. They saw what looked like the moon on the ground. And then Betty asked, well, do you believe in flying saucers now, Barney? And he's like, don't be ridiculous. Of course I don't believe in flying saucers, Betty. I just believe in aliens now. (laughs) (coughs) I was abducted and so are you. Let's Let's not sugarcoat this shit. He has no idea, okay? Because here's the thing. They get back. Okay, they're driving. They can't see the stars. Two hours is gone. They get back to their car. They're driving. Says Portsmouth. 30 miles this way. They get back around 6 or 7. Five or six, I'm sorry. Five or six, four or five. And Barney, the birds are chirping. It's damn near daylight. Barney's like, who? Because when they looked at their watches, their watches all stopped. They walked in and they're, it said somewhere around like, like five or six. And he's like, oh my, we lost some time. Thought we'd be back about two hours sooner. You know, Betty asked Barney, you know, throw the food out from the refrigerator and take the bags and put them in the back because she believes they were radioactive. Because at one point they believed the aircraft was hitting their car because they could hear a, a tinging, a uh, beeping sound, a beep, 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 but like a beep, like a tuning fork. Striking their car. Yeah. Ting. Yes. Yes. Like a tuning fork. And so she thought they may have been exposed to radioactive stuff. Well, after this, Barney had to go check his cock and balls area because he felt it was weird. Because before this trip, he was supposed to get uh, news about a ulcer that he's been dealing with. So it was a well-earned trip for him. You know, because, again, interracial couple, happy. They're part of the, they're big in the NAACP. So, I mean, you know, again, like I said, I ruled that out. You got me with the sister, but now it's like Barney's feeling something in his dick area. <laughs> that he, he had the urge because he also said he felt like super clammy. Like more than you would after a trip. Like he felt like slimy almost, he said. And he had to check his general area. Yeah, that's what happens after you get a blowjob, bro. Get a nice little tingly area in your uh, genitals. Uh, bro, I think when you were abducted by aliens, I, 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 
I think they did shit to you. Do you believe in flying saucers now, Barry? Huh? Do you? Two hours, bitch. It's gone. Okay, so they get back. And... Yeah, and like I said, Barry's checking himself. He's also got this weird pain in the back of his neck. You know, they said, let's not talk about this, you know. We don't want to seem too far out about this. You know, they were hoping to see something. Like, the entire time that they were looking at this thing flying, because Barney was getting scared that it was the government fucking with him so bad that he's, like, got this tire iron. A lot of people say it was a gun. It's like, no, no, it was a tire iron. I don't understand where you got a gun from a tire iron. Yeah, they're pretty But he he slipped a tire iron into his belt loop. And he walked out. Because these guys stopped in the middle of the road. And that's what I'm saying. The roadblock and literally mind block. Because they don't remember what happened afterwards. They remember being escorted back to the car. And that was it. So they get back. Got this, uh, you know, all this stuff. Put it back porch. Might be radioactive. They go and take a nap. Good, good long nap. Barney checks his genitals. Betty goes out because her sister said, you know, go check your car. Take a compass to your car. She got to the back of the trunk. There are two, or, or there's a few really shiny, perfect circular spots. On the trunk. And she took a compass out. And put it on those spots. The compass just spun in circles. Mm. Counterclockwise. Fucking absolutely strange as fuck. And then when you put it back. It went back to normal. So, what the fuck? So, so yeah, they're going to say, so Barney is reluctant to do anything about this. Her sister, she's talking to her sister. She says her, fr- her, her one friend who works for the police department says you need to call the the, uh, the Air Force Base. They get bounced around a couple of times from their Air Force Base to Wright Patterson, which is here in Ohio. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> it's like, hey, hold on, I need, I need to dispatch you from here in New Hampshire. <laughs> Wright Patterson Air Force Base. How I help you? This is Ohio. What? Whoa, bro. <laughs> Whoa. I live in New Hampshire. Oh, shit. Wonderful. What's your coordinates? What's your coordinates? <laughs> I ask no, but they get shot back to New Hampshire. And uh, Betty thought they were just being cavalier. Mm-hmm. Which means, you know, okay, here we go again. Bunch of crazies. Think they saw a fucking goddamn airship. And right. here we go. Couple of nut jobs. <laughs> nut job, you're on line four. What do you got? 
But no, Barney was like, he, the one few of the officers were, you know, hey, call this guy here. And his name was J. Allen Hynek. General J. Allen Hynek, mm-hmm. who is a very big figurehead in the alien community, believed in them so much that he sent down two of his scientists to look at this. They could not mess them up. They literally drew the same thing as her dreams. They went and seen the doctor. Now the doctor said, now hold on. Before we get to the end, let's just keep pushing forward. Okay. So they're talking. Okay. Her, her sister, or one of her friends, I'm sorry, from work, and her friend who is a general was like, you should do hypnosis. To bring this two hours back because the one scientist that came out to like grill them couldn't slip him up. He was like, wait a minute, you guys got from here to here in this time frame, which should have taken you two hours earlier. He's like, yeah. No, there's two hours missing that you know you don't understand. There's two hours that you can't account for. What happened? He's like, huh, that's the strangest thing. I, I can't remember. Hmm. And Bonnie and Betty's like, I can't remember it either. And if I go Bonnie beforehand, it's because I listen to this book a lot. And this dude talks as Betty and she says, Bonnie. And he, uh, he says, Bonnie for her. And it's like, dude, just say Barney or something. Fuck, man. Like, Bonnie. It sounds like you're saying Bonnie. And it's like, dude, stop. Listen, Bonnie. But Betty, you know, she's got, she's got dreams. She's told Barney, you know, she hasn't told anybody else. And they're like, yeah, let's do, let's do hypnosis. You know, let's do hypnosis. Let's find out what happened. Um, Barney goes under hypnosis first. He says that he was drugged, and here's one of the things that the one of the reasons why he believes in this is that his favorite dress shoes that he wore on this trip were severely scuffed on the top, and he has no idea how that happened. Like he's like the only way they could be scuffed is that I was dragged. So in hypnosis, Barney remembers that, you know, he went into a trance-like state. And they drug him onto this saucer. He wanted to say stairs. I believe Betty said it was a ramp. But either way, you know. Barney's eyes are closed the entire time. He doesn't remember a whole lot. He remembers feeling them touching his body. And he was very upset about that. He didn't want them touching his body and stuff. Um, we're going to get down to it. Barney had to see him as an extracted by a circular device because later on they found out that the... <laughs> Listen, he had his balls sucked. He had a blowjob. Okay, he had an alien blowjob, and we're just going to say that. Why? Because we're an explicit podcast, and we can say that shit. His ball sucked, and yep, 
And it's semen extracted by a circular device, which... Mm, that's how I check mouse for circular. Alright, Kevin. We're talking about aliens here. Alright, you be respectful. Alright. You keep your cavalier shit. That they're on LSD out there sucking each other off and shit. And it's like, won't have this. You will not degrade this fucking story like this, you monster. I was going with the whole NK Ultra on the fact that they were sucking each other off. You just didn't let me get to it. I'm not going to let you get to it. Listen, I think this is what had happened so far. They got hit at the border with some LSD, two hours, and boom. Oh, I don't know what the fuck happened. So they get hypnosis, which they uh, suggested for the agent that wanted to leave the uh, program. They're like, hey man, why don't you go get a therapist and uh, do a little hypnosis, brother? You keep your fucking MK Ultra stories to your fucking self, sir. You will not degrade Betty Hill like this. I will not <laughs> let it happen. Kiss my white ass. So, so Barney. Barney has been abducted. He knows this now. But they start, you know the doctor, and they only would go to a specialist. I want you to understand this. A specialist that they absolutely trusted. They were not out for money. And it will come out in the end why. So the doctor put them under a medical hypnosis to the point where they would not un- they would not remember unless he told them they could remember. So in Barney's, it started out, you know, I was moving with it, and it was like drawing me to it, and I could see these people on this ship, and I was just walking, and then I seen the eyes, and like then he starts to freak the fuck out, like go berserk. And like praying, praying to Jesus to give him the strength because the eyes have burnt into his eyes. And he's running back to the car saying they're going to capture us. So they're running out. They get to this stop, this roadblock. This thing's following them still. Around the face of the old man is what they called the mountain. So they get to this roadblock and that's where those, like I said, the time stops. They knew they were dragged, or Barney was dragged, to this ship. His eyes were closed. He didn't want to know. He didn't. He just didn't like them touching his body. That's a lot of. That's pretty much a lot that he remembers. Um, it's more Betty's dreams on what's happening. Like they said, they were gonna do some tests. Keep watching. To Barney, telepathically. Keep watching. Just keep watching. He thought they were speaking English, but it was more telepathically. Like, you're not going to be harmed. We're just going to do some tests. And then we're going to get you back to the car. And you guys can go on your way. 
That's pretty much a lot of what Barney knows is that he was captured. Betty, her tapes, she has dreams. Mm. She remembers everything that happens. They were walking. She woke up because she thought, you know, the car stalled. We couldn't get we couldn't get going. That's why we actually stopped. Well, the car the car stalled. And I thought I could escape them if I just opened the door. And the one man opened the door, touched her on the forehead. She fell asleep. They're being led into the forest. She wakes up. She sees them dragging Barney in a dream walking kind of state. She's like, Barney, Barney, wake up. Barney, you gotta wake up. And the one man that's leading her looks down and says, So his name's Barney. And she wouldn't answer him. And she kept saying, Barney. And he's like, So his name is Barney. She wouldn't answer him. And he's like, And she persisted them on the way there. And the leader said, Listen, we're not gonna hurt you. The longer you protest, the longer it's gonna be. Let's get this done. Let's get this done. Oh. You're my third ticket tonight. Let's just move along. Come on. You're not going to be hurt. We're going to make sure you're not going to feel any pain. We're going to get you back to the car. We're going to do some tests. They get you. They get her in the room on this uh, table, she thinks. It's a steel table. It's not a... It's not a plush uh, table you normally get at the doctor's office. It's a morgue table, almost steel feeling. She uh, she says, you know, they they said, you know, we're gonna look in your ears. You know, she she said the uh, leader and the doctor and the examiner were taller than the rest of them. This is where we get our grays from. Our little grays. They were shorter than her, she said. She was about 5'4". He was about 6'2". So, you know, the doctor, you know, we got our little grays. They ended up saying that they had pale skin, black eyes, no nose, no mouth. They were holes or a straight line. They they didn't talk. They didn't. If they did, they opened their mouth. They said, "Um, you know." But to them, they telepathically spoke English with an accent, like a didgeridoo, like a fucking didgeridoo. These fucking crazy ass pale faced bitches. See now, this is why you never go to Canada. In this time of the night. Okay? You just don't do it. You get abducted. Or go to this roadblock anyways. Yeah, I know. But, uh... It came out through her dreams that, you know, they had... They had taken a semen sample from Barney... They asked her to remove her dress so they could do a pregnancy test because her dress was in the way. Um, They didn't know how to work her dress. 
Like, they almost wanted to rip it off of her, but she showed them that it had a zipper. She had to teach... So, Betty taught these fuckers a lot, actually. Um, at one point, when the doctors left, they uh, a lot of them came running back in with Barney's false teeth. And ripping almost at her teeth. Wondering why they didn't come out. So these guys politely removed her clothing and actually asked. And she taught them how to remove her own clothing. And then came with Barney's false teeth. And tried to rip out her teeth. Yes. Because she looked at them and said, well, yeah, Barney's are going to come out because he has false teeth. His was a uh, military accident that he had to have false teeth, but Betty didn't have to have false teeth. She's like, but that comes also with age. And they're like, what's age? And And she was like, the time you've lived... What's time? What? She's like... She had to... Like... She was like, I'm like something years old. And he's like, what's years? Twelve months of, of a lifespan? What's a lifespan? And she's like... Uh, long... The elongate, the elongated ability for someone longevity. to live. The longevity of someone to live... They also asked, what was the color yellow? And there, she looked around because something was like her favorite color. And she's like, I can't really describe yellow. You have nothing in here that can help me. She had to teach them a lot. And she was talking to the, uh, the leader. And she's like, listen, this is a wonderful time. Um, can I have something so I can record what I have? And he's like, what would you even want? She was like, what about that book over there? She's teaching all of them, and they're actually asking about colors now? See, it's so fucking crazy, because even then when they were asking about the lifespan and stuff, it does show that, you know, angels wouldn't know it either. I think the thing is, is that they are an experienced race of being to the point where they don't need to know that anymore their advanced knowledge is like what's what's a lifespan we live forever but I believe it's a sister race of ours but yeah they they asked a lot of questions and she asked can I take this book he's like yeah open it she's like okay opens it and He's like, can you read it? And she's like, no. He's like, you can have it. And then they start getting ready to go. And she's already, like, jotted. She's, like, remembered the star map. Because he showed her a star map of their travels. He's like, can you tell me where Earth's solar system is? She's like, no. Because she asked, where did he come from? And he's like, then how can I tell you where I'm from if you don't know where you're from? On my map. And it has trade lines. Exploration routes. 
daily routes. I mean, the Earth is not on their solar system, <laughs> and it will come out radar. like well, yeah, it'll come out like thirty years after this in the nineties that Betty Hill had depicted a solar system that we had found through NASA's sonic uh, telescopes. What? It's like two two light years away from ours. Oh. This exact uh, star map that she drew up. You know, they're leaving and they stop and a bunch of them stop the leader and stuff like that and he looks at her and he takes the book and she's like what the fuck dude that's my you said I could have this right you know what's going on man he's like you can't have this she's like why not he's like because she's like that's my only proof and he's like that's why that's why you're not gonna remember this so we can't have your memory of this and she's like you can take the book I'm gonna remember this forever and he's like we don't believe we have no doubt that you wouldn't but Barney won't. And the rest of the world will just think you're crazy. So it's best if you forget it. So she goes down there, and here we are. So all of this that they've come out, they've both recollect the same thing. Going into the ship, you know, he ended up actually waking up a bit out of his trance to kind of see Betty leaving into one corridor and him going on further and he was strapped kind of like crucified almost and they told him the same thing you're not going to be harmed we're just going to run some tests they scraped his fingernails they did the same thing they did the same thing to both of them DNA yeah but Betty's that pregnancy test by the way she said she looked down and it was the longest fucking needle she's ever seen in her life. The doctor's like, you'll feel no pain. Starts jamming that into her belly button. And she's like, oh, I feel that. That that hurts. That hurts a lot. And the, the, the leader's like, uh, what? Wait, no. You're not, no whoa, stop. And he, like, touches her head, and he's like, you will feel no pain. And she literally, it goes away. She's watching him jam this into her, and it's just, like, sitting there on the couch. You know, just looking at your phone. Pretty comfortable. That's it. Nothing's like a ha- Sunday morning. Yeah, nothing's happening to you. Like a breezy Sunday morning while this dude is just jamming a giant needle into your belly button. After you were like, hey, man, by the way, that really does hurt. Hold on, let me just... Hey, no, no, it doesn't, doesn't. Oh, oh fuck now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the. Damn. So they both uh, have come up and recollected, <laughs> then going into different corners, and he was crucified. But she teaches these fuckers. And like I said, when she was feeling that pain, he taps her on the forehead and it's like the power of Christ. But of Jesus. Hey, <laughs> Gotta love those midnight to, to 4 a.m. fucking revival circuit shows, man. Ernest Amesley. 
That's that's the alien right there. That man is still alive with those big ass fucking ears. He's the alien. He's the one that's like, he's the leader. He's like, power, G- power, Jesus. Heal, you will feel no pain. But yeah, so, so yeah, they get back. Um, the doctor, the therapist. After seeing both of them, this is a quick overview. If you guys want to see it, Interrupted Journey is the book. If you download, uh, here's a cool tip. If you download Audible, they'll give you two free tokens to get two books. I downloaded that for this podcast. It's a great read. It's a great listen. I did not read it. I listened to it. Man's voice is leather. Okay? It's leather. But, back to the story. We, uh... We are now talking, you know, 1962, 1963. They're at this therapist talking about this stuff. Okay, they're done. You know, it's between them and a couple friends. Uh, so they go and talk to a few at a, uh, at a church convention. And this reporter uh, tapes their story without, them, without their knowledge. Oh, shit. Breaks it to his newspaper. So he leaks the whole story of the Betty and Barney Hill abduction story. Semen extraction and all. Everything. They didn't want nothing to do with it. And these guys are just like, hey, listen, I just wanted to tell you about it. They didn't even want to tell him about it. They were like, you know, just don't record us. Okay, we just want to talk to you guys about it. I don't know if they believed he was recording or not. I thought they were at a church thing. Here they actually did meet with this guy at a convention, but... You know... Or they were talking in a group, and he broke it without their knowledge. So the doctor was getting calls. They ended up happening to do all this shit. And, you know, a couple books go by. But it gets into it. 1969, our good friend... Barney passes away. Oh. Betty's going to all the conventions now. And passes away in 2004. That is the Betty and Barney Hill story. You know. I don't think I left... Did I leave anything out, Kevin? Postal worker, child service worker in New Hampshire, go to Canada for a day trip. Been seeing some weird shit, come back, see more weird shit. Get abducted by aliens. The crazy lady teaches these fuckers while the military postal worker gets his semen extracted. And at the end of all this, she asks him if he believes in flying saucers. No, I think you covered it pretty much well. Now, to truly tie this down together, I want you to understand that a bunch of these government agencies had kind of pushed for this because this was the one where, you know, they couldn't get them to slip up. Their shit was pretty real. Now, the doctor... 
He says, you know what? I believe they saw this flying saucer. I think this is this is a dream work a hallucination brought on by Betty's dreams that she's projecting them onto Barney. And it's like, I don't think so. He was pretty no-nonsense about it. He was like, just, you know, let it go. Okay, we saw something, whatever. Just, you know, let's draw it, whatever, and forget it. Let's just move on. Right. Barney even said, I just wish we would have moved on. You know, this has just been a nightmare. Hey, guys, it's better just to, uh, just to avoid the flying saucer and keep driving. Don't ever stop. Uh, so I think after hearing all of that, it's, it was a really awesome topic. I love hearing alien stories. They're pretty damn cool. Uh, I think we're about to get into, uh, our game. Our last one, the fuck, Mary kill. And we're going to do men this time. And, uh... Just full of nuts. Full of nuts. You want to do Batman's or Superman's? See, I think we're going to go with uh, just a random Idris Elba. Who? So, remember in Fast and Furious, the black villain? No. Uh, fuck. Give me something else. Trying to think of, I mean, he was in the Stephen King movie, uh, Gunslinger. David Beckham. Bradley Cooper. And Ryan Gosling. We'll go with that. How about that? David Beckham, Bradley Cooper, Ryan Gosling. Ooh. No, let's bring Idris Elba back in. I know yeah. this fucking dude is. He's on Ghost Rider. He's done. The, he's in the second Ghost Rider. So, go with Idris Elba. We'll go Idris Elba, David Beckham, and Ryan Reynolds. I'll take those odds. Let's do that. So we're doing what? Idris Elba, David Beckham, and Ryan Gosling. Okay. Or Bradley Cooper. Sorry. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Okay. So, who are you fucking? Who are you marrying? Who are you killing? Mike. I'm marrying Idris Elba. Killing. Who's the second choice again? It's Andrew Salva. David Beckham. Oh, I'm killing David Beckham and I'm marrying uh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. You oh. I'm fucking Bradley Cooper because I'm marrying Andrew Salva. I'm killing David Beckham. Oh. Yes, absolutely. Fucking or marrying either one of them. I'm having a great fucking time. Sorry, David Beckham. 
Fuck you. I like Shaq better. Kevin. Sorry. So, yeah, I think uh, me and Adam have another agreeance here. We're going to kill uh, David Beckham, Mary Idris Elba, and uh, fuck Bradley Cooper. Down goes the Brits! <laughs> anyway, fuck you, Mary. Whitey! So... Yeah. I would not mind boning. It's two for two. Like, fuck yeah. Ooh. We get that shit. So we, we agreed on this on that one. Let's see if we agree on this one. Female lead singers. Evanescence. Amy Lee. Pretty reckless. Uh-huh. Hailstorm. I already got my answer. I'm killing Pretty Reckless. I'm gonna marry a Hailstorm and I'm fucking Amy Lee. Hells yeah. Rock on, babies. I am marrying Elizabeth Hale. I am fucking Taylor Momsen. Taylor Momsen from Pretty Reckless? Yeah. I'm fucking her. Sorry, Amy. You were sexy. These girls beat you. You're dying tonight. Mm. It was hard. It was hard. But that was it. That's how we gotta end this. That's how we gotta end it. Alright, alright. Yeah, we'll see about next time. Kevin! Get into it. Oh, yeah. But next time on The Stone Zone. Oh yeah, dude, we're doing uh, the Night Stalker. We're slicing deep into the night and recording at nighttime too. We're bringing you some of the real story. We're bringing you some of the going to the hotel, California. The Cecil. The Cecil Hotel. His Cecil days, where he was dragging dead bodies out the back and no one gave a fuck. Same place where that uh, young lady was found dead. Yeah, the fucking elevator video. That fucking place. That's a whole new episode of itself. But the Night Stalker, the screen door intruder, and that is the only sexy nickname you get out of us until next week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So, Kevin, we're going to shout out the top five, and we're going to tell everybody else in the world, hey, get their numbers up, guys. Get them up. So, the top four, ladies and gentlemen, and again, Salem, 
Coming in at fourth. Loving it. Eight. We got Belgium. Brussels. Or Brussels. Going in at nine. Ashburn, United States. With 12. Look at that. And a whopping 34. Whoever NA is, please let us know. People at RSS, if you are listening to this, please let us know what NA means. If they're in prison, let us know where you're listening to us from. I know you guys get Twitter time. Get on that Twitter sphere. Look us up. Stone Zone 420 at Stone Guilty 420. I'm going to do out the shout outs to our lower download groups, all of which are in the United States. Uh, our lowest one, Columbus with one. All of these are one. So we at least have someone somewhere uh, in Columbus. Shout out to you. Uh, Kansas City. Big shout out to you. How many is listening to us in Kansas City? If it's one, I know who it is. I'm looking at you, Hare. Yeah. Patty Mahomes. I know you're listening to us. Uh, next one's Grandview with one. And Elizabethtown. But, oh, yeah. Some, I have uh, such high hopes for Elizabethtown, too. I'm going to scroll through just and Oh, look, Germany. Oh. Cork, Ireland with one. Let's see what we got to the ones. Uh, Boardman, Ohio. But that's all the shout-outs we have for tonight. All right, guys. You can listen to us on RSS, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Ooh, give me a little bit of indigestion. Stitcher, Pandora, Audible, Spot, Samsung Podcasts, Safari, Googlebot, Stitcher, and Firefox. And I just said Pandora. You can also go to our Twitter. Hit us up. We talk back. We will answer any questions, comments, concerns. At StoneZone420 at StoneGuilty420. And I am Adam. And I'm Kevin. And this is The Stone Zone.